This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. Brought to you by Amy C. Herbicide from FMC. Amy C. Herbicide powers up your spring burnoff with exceptional broadleaf control of even the toughest weeds. Whether applied with glyphosate or on its own, fast-acting AMEC herbicide is the go-to tank mix partner for the hottest, most complete burn-off. Because it's a Group 14 product, AMEC is the cornerstone of a solid resistance management program. Welcome, everyone. My name is Dylan Shirley, and I'll be your host for this week's episode. Today, I'm joined by Sonia Wilson. She is the research manager with Manitoba Canola Growers Association. Sonia. Welcome to Inputs. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. And we are very glad to have you on this week's episode as we take a deep dive into the province of Manitoba and look at some uh, on-farm research that you've been uh, going on in canola fields. So before we kind of get going into some of the projects that you worked on this year and the results that you found, I first just wanted to get a touch on what uh, the canola on-farm research program is for uh, Manitoba and how Manitoba canola growers are involved. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our pilot year and we're really excited about that, um, about joining the on-farm network and bringing canola to that. And the really the purpose of the on-farm network is to bridge the gap between uh, traditional uh, agronomic research that's been done into canola management practices and really seeing what are those impacts on an operational farm or at the field scale? So uh, we've joined this program in partnership with Manitoba Crop Alliance and Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers to bring canola. And um, yeah, they have represented other Manitoba crops and been conducting on-farm trials for several years. So we're really excited, as I mentioned, to bring canola to this and um, to grow the program over the next years. Right. So is this program kind of very new in its kind of start? Like, is this the first year that you've been doing the trials or is there something else that this has been kind of building up up on? Yeah. So for canola, this is our first year um, being involved. Uh, Recently, there was a research position added to Manitoba Canola Growers to really be investing and have a dedicated person to um, look into research for uh, our canola growers, our 7,500 across the province. Uh, So yeah, this would be our first year um, bringing canola to it. Fantastic. And I kind of imagine um, that producers and agronomists, uh, they have a million questions on how they might be able to uh, better their yields and better their crop over time. So how were the research projects that you uh, started out with this year? How were they uh, chosen? Yeah, that's a great question. So really one of the first um, tasks of uh, the research manager was to really talk to our Manitoban farmers and ask what do they need data on? What on-farm choices and practices that they're making do they need data on? 
and data from different growing locations. So there was um, a very extensive survey that was set up um, to talk directly with them. And of course, through all of our events throughout the year, et cetera, as well as our board uh, made up of Manitoban canola farmers. So those were the voices that really directed these research uh, decisions. So the top three trials, um, that we uh, received feedback on. That's what was conducted this year. And we also have a list that we're going to um, uh, continue to kind of add as we uh, have capacity. And that's pretty much who you have to listen to, right? You exactly. got to listen to the people that uh, this research is actually going to exactly. uh, impact. Definitely. So uh, getting into what you were able to do this past year, you had three different trials at 12 different site locations uh, in uh, the beautiful province of Manitoba. So uh, you had a seeding rate trial, a nitrogen rate trial, and a bioinoculant trial. So could you go through uh, each of those three trials, kind of the different uh, levels of uh, that you were testing and some of the results that you had? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off first with our nitrogen rate trials. So really the idea behind the on-farm trials is to work with the farmer on site. And what we did was take what their standard nitrogen rate application was. So that would be the control. And then we had one treatment that was reduced. So 75% of that and one treatment that was higher at 125%. So for our nitrogen rate, we had five uh, sites. And for this site year, we saw that um, three didn't show any significant relationship between the yield and the nitrogen rates that were applied, but two did, showing that the higher rate did have a greater yield. So this was actually quite interesting to us, especially with, you know, the season that we did have. We, you know, maybe you could have expected different results, but at the same time, I think it's really important that a lack of results, right, that points to, okay, we need to collect more data, we need to understand, you know, what factors are playing into this, and we're going to be carrying out more uh, site years of data to be able to yeah have a bit better kind of image and whole uh, farm picture of this and what's contributing to that. So uh, the next one, I guess, would be the seeding rate trials. So in a similar fashion, um, the farmers we were working with, their uh, normal seeding rates were the 100% or control uh, treatment. And then again, we had a 75% of that normal and 125% of that um, as the two other treatments. And at all of our four sites that we uh, conducted this summer, there was no significant relationship found between yield and seeding rate. So again, it was an interesting result, maybe not what we would have expected, but I'm looking forward again to more site years and seeing, yeah, what came into play there. And then finally, our third trial type was the uh, antifungal bioinoculant trials. So we had very simple, um, you know, untreated canola versus treated canola. Um, and it was uh, at the sites, the three sites, there's no significant yield difference, but uh, also to mention the fields that carried out the trials had very low disease uh, prevalence as we saw over the season. So uh, more site years as well uh, required for that. Next farmer. Next producer. Next rancher. Next generation. You're ready to find your place in the Canadian agriculture industry and Farm Credit Canada is here to help. We'll finance your operation, offer transition planning and provide learning and advisory services. Join our events and peer groups so you can network with other young producers like you. Get ready for what's next. 
talk with Farm Credit Canada or visit fcc.ca slash nextgen. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing uh, some of these very preliminary results. Uh, I just want to jump in on a few of those. So for the nitrogen rate trials, for example, you mentioned that 75%, 100%, and 125% for your three levels there. Uh, do you actually have like the numbers that, uh, that these producers would have applied for, to their field? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for the nitrogen rate trials, that really you know, was a range depending where the grower was located, but that was anywhere from 112 pounds of nitrogen per acre. That was the standard starting to you know, 121. And all of those specific numbers as well are on our website for the on-farm trials page. So I'd highly recommend you know, all of them are listed specifically and which location they're at. Um, seeding rate is anywhere from uh, six pounds an acre to 2.75. So um, a lot of variability as well, depending on what the uh, farmer standard was. And um, again, listed on our website for more specifics. Great. And we'll make sure to put a link to that. So anyone listening to the podcast afterwards can go ahead and look at those results uh, after you hear everything that we've been talking about. So in terms of looking back and uh, after analyzing uh, the data, was anything a big surprise to you or did anything jump out as something that was like not as expected uh, before the growing season? Yeah, so I think, like I said, even having a lack of um, yield difference, for example, in the higher nitrogen rate being applied, we actually saw that on some of our sites we had um, with the reduced nitrogen rate, a higher yield from the canola. And I think there's a lot of different factors that we're trying to study with us. So we're not only collecting yield data, but we're also looking at nitrogen use efficiency, uh, emergence, we're doing plant counts, all these different things to hopefully build up data um, and be able to um, take a closer look at. Because I think, yeah, the results maybe weren't what we expected. I mean, this growing season was very different, of course, and the late seeding, I think, had a lot of impacts potentially. But um, yeah, I think those would be kind of the top, the main thing that was uh, surprising to us. For sure. And this is also year one. You've been talking about that. You have to build site years. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually build an average over uh, for these different trials and actually get some more concrete uh, results and kind of more confidence in what actually happens out there. So looking forward a little bit and maybe collecting more data for these site years, uh, are you planning on repeating all three of these trials next year? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to, um, yeah, that's the plan to repeat at all the site years uh, as uh, we can. Of course, as I mentioned, being that being so important um, and yeah, that'll be coming up this summer. That's fantastic. So, and also, are you planning on introducing any more trials or is that just kind of dependent on if you have any more producer involvement into the project? Yeah, so we are definitely going to be adding another uh, trial type this uh, season, and that's our hope. Uh, we haven't uh, declared which one it is yet. We're still working on that, but the hope is that as this program continues to grow, we can bring more uh, canola management and um, practices to be evaluated on farm at this field scale and um, continue to add. Yes, for sure. 
Great. And I hope uh, Manitoba producers are listening and kind of keying in that they should be looking to see what uh, the Manitoba Canola Growers Association is going to be putting out next year. And speaking of producers, uh, if someone listening wants to become involved with the Canola on-farm research program, how do they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd highly recommend and encourage them to visit our website at Kinola Growers. We have a whole research section and an entire webpage just dedicated to this on-farm research trials. So uh, to, as you mentioned, it'll be linked, I think, in the podcast. And um, my email is there to please reach out. And all the individual trial reports as well with all the data is housed there. uh, And we'll continue to add to this as uh, seasons progress. Fantastic. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today on Inputs. Uh, I know you mentioned your email, but uh, is there anywhere else a producer can kind of go out to either contact you or someone else from the Canola Growers Association if they have any questions? Yeah, uh, of course. So um, by email to me at sonia at canolagrowers.com or just uh, as well on our uh, webpage. And we also have social media for uh, Manitoba Canola Growers on Instagram, Facebook, etc. So highly recommend to check it out. Great. Well, again, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To hear more great research and perspectives from industry experts, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts or catch up on past episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.